Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 379. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I am Patient Zero, I mean Mako-chan. And somewhere back there is Ichigo. Provided that her microphone will give her the opportunity to speak. But, um... Mako-chan won't be on for that long tonight. She's just gonna say hi, how was her week, if she feels up to end bounce. And if you're wondering... The reason why her voice sounds like that is because she just heard the ending to uh, JoJo Part 5 and she threw her panties at the screen. <coughs> After screaming Not her quite. ass off. Not quite. <laughs> well, I had to kind of play off of that one way or another. <laughs> I will admit, though, it has been forever and a day since I've heard that song. You! And and the fact that they're actually using that song as the ending. You! I mean, I get why they're doing it, but at the same time, holy crap. If you watch the ending, I mean, I'm saying, if if you like your yaoi, the way to have it out in the ending, I I don't think you'll 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 disappoint. Oh, I had a feeling it was all yaoied out. I I still don't get why to use that song. I still want my gangsters paradise. Now, See, I think that would have fit better with just even, like, I don't even watch the series, and I think that would fit better. There are fan endings to that, but I'm like, wait, what? And it slipped my mind, I looked up the list, the members of Jodeci, and they're still still performing. One of the members, his nickname is Jojo, and I'm just like, oh, oh. Is my mic working now? Now yes, it is. Yeah, Finally. I don't know what's going on. Everything was set up. Everything was good to go. I even tested Skype earlier today. And just my luck, it decided to shit the bed. Yay. Mm. Oh, it's Skype crapped out on me earlier, too. So yeah. mm. it's all good. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Yay. <laughs> Ichigo, are you still shook by the pre-show? I enjoyed the 90s throwbacks. I, I like them. Well, that's a lot of like the music that I used to listen to growing up. So It's a lot of the music I still listen to. <laughs> yeah, no, like whenever it comes on my iHeartRadio or like my Pandora station, I'm like, yes, my feels. Don't tell me you pull the car over and start gr- dancing and grinding on. I can't take y'all ladies anywhere. No, no, you can't. Well, I what? mean, my, my go-to mix on Pandora is '90s dance music. So, in other words, DDR music. Not quite that bad. M- mine is yeah. electro swing, but I have so much other stuff mixed into it that it goes from like Caravan Palace to like Nirvana to some weird goth band that no one's ever heard of. So it's like, it's a really weird blend. And sometimes John will come in when it's playing and he'll be like, what the hell? Like, what is this music doing? It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, yep, that's my musical uh, tastes there, sir. (laughs) Anywho, I apologize for the late start. We've had some problems on my end and it was an obvious fix. Now we're up and running. So let's get on with the show so that Mako-chan can get the hell up on out of here so she can get better for her trip. Or else we will all feel the wrath of it. And 
I've already got enough shit on my plate as it is. So, we're... oh yeah, it's not gonna be me that's gonna be pissed off. It's gonna be Say and Yachtin that are gonna be pissed off. Somehow I'll feel the after effects just because. But you'll uh... just feel their evil glare from far away. Yeah, definitely. As always. <laughs> So we are live tonight, week of October 16th, 2018, here on the VOG Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We're replaced Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat cleanses, Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. You can head on over to animejamsession.com slash vognetwork and click on an IRC link that will bring you into the chat room if you have Chatzilla. You can also go to webchat.gamesearch.net chat room is VOG. You can also head on over to our Discord page chat. Uh, that You can find that at vognetwork.com slash Discord. And you can come on into the chat and we're having a grand old time. So we're going to go around the room with how was your week, how was your day. That way Mako-chan can get the heck up on out of here. Um, let me cue up the music. That way I don't blow anyone's ear out. Here we go. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um... My week started out pretty well. Um, went on the traditional haunted hayride that uh, me and my cousin do every year. That I've been doing since I'm 14. So, yeah. <laughs> hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, other than that, I... Started feeling icky on Friday, so Saturday and Sunday I basically spent the entire weekend curled up in bed or curled up on the couch watching TV or reading fanfiction. And uh, everything else that I needed to do to get ready, because I actually leave in seven days or eight days, uh, all gone. So now I get to quickly try and do everything that I need to do. So that's going to be fun. Awesome, awesome. Alright, so originally it was going to be me, Ichigo, Mako, and Wild Spice, but Wild Spice is, she's dead to the world tired, so Mako-chan isn't feeling well. She is going to say bye-bye, so we all wave at Mako-chan as she goes away. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Thank you! Take care of yourself, but don't do anything stupid. What, you mean, like, stay up the rest of the night and listen to you guys? No. Yeah, yeah. I think you have smut to read instead. I am not reading smut. There is no smut involved in the fanfiction I am reading. They cut that out. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Mako-chan. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, full of less citruses than Mako-chan's, apparently. Mm. Um, I mean by, like, lemons, because that's, like, that's smut in fanfiction. Anyway, mm. um, for those of you who didn't get the joke, uh, I have basically been running around today. Um, yeah, it's basically been sewing and stuff. Um, getting ready to do some blog work and some YouTube work. So I've been writing up scripts for that, um, primarily working on my channel, um, working on intros, things like that, you know, just general editing, media shit that I have never known how to do before. So we're going to see how that turns out. We're going to see if anyone watches me because I'm strange and shit. Um, and 
I'm not Dream Lord, so we'll find out how that goes um, on the next episode of Cat Ball Z. I don't know. Um, so it's going to be interesting. We'll see how everything goes. Uh, a lot of it, I'm just, I'm nervous, but I'm excited because it's a new uh, new frontier for me. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. We're going to film some tutorials, some vlogs, some stuff like that. Um, I'm just basically hoping to get up quality content for people and get excited about that. But overall, um, if you guys are going to be in the Baltimore area, again, going to do that fashion show at the end of the month on the 27th at Club Orpheus. So if you find yourself in the mood for some gothy goodness, definitely come by and see. Um, there will be like a costume contest and there will be a, um, a fashion show because in a minute. And there will be local artists and artisans showing as well. So it'll be really, really neat. Um, yeah, I, if you follow me on Facebook and stuff like that, I've been making some posts about content you want to see from little old me. You can definitely comment on that on my Facebook page. Or I might even make a post on the Anime Jam Session page and see what you guys are interested to see. Anyway, that's been my weekend day. Uh, on to you, Ranma. Why, thank you, Ichigo. But my weekend day has been as per the norm. What? I actually just kind of caught up with some photography and went out and met, hang, hung out with some friends. Um, I was supposed to go to a meetup on Sunday, but the bar we were supposed to meet at was closed. So I got me a, good, a really good slice of pizza, hopped on the train, came back home, did laundry, and finished up some things. Um... Right now, I'm prepping for a photo shoot with a friend of mine this weekend. Um, I'll be in Atlantic City doing a shoot. We're going to hang out, have a good time. So, you know. Um, I might make a post if anybody wants to come hang out before the shoot. I'm cool with that. If not, I'm just going to take my sweet-ass time coming down to, to AC for this. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, been still playing Sailor Moon Drops. Uh, got back into playing Metroid Prime Samus Returns after... Being stuck in one area and took like, and I had to use like three different sh uh, FAQs to figure out that boss. So I'm like, finally, the third one actually explains how to beat the guy. So you know, I'm, so that's all said and done. Um, still working on my backlog, and the way things are going, I should be done really soon because because of stuff. Um, yeah, I saw your progress looked really good. You were talking about how you were finally getting caught up, so that's yep. exciting. And then Photography I, takes forever. And it didn't help the fact that I actually took some personal time because I was feeling like I was getting burnt out. I needed to get away for a bit, so you know. No, I totally yeah. understand that. It seems like this fall has just caused a lot of people to either get their seasonal depression or dealing with a lot of stuff or because the temperature's so fucked up. Oh, I see you, Autumn. I see you. Um, everybody's getting sick because it was so warm. It was in the 80s and 90s, and now it's in, like, the 50s and 60s. No, it wasn't that. I took a break around this time last year. I was like, Ugh. I don't know. I Maybe because I just wasn't feeling it for a while. So I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to take photos, and I'll just work on them when I when I just feel like I'm in the right mindset. So my main concern is I'm, I complete all of my photo shoots for 2018. I have one more this weekend, and that's it. So then I'll continue working on conventions and so forth. So I'm good to go with that. Um, yeah, that basically is it. Um, so tonight is just me and Ichigo. It's been a while since it's been a two-person show. So we're just going to bounce back and forth, get through this, so we can have ourselves a good time. Again, 
apologies for the lateness in the show. We had some technical difficulties, but things are fixed now. So we're going to go ahead, take our first break, and when we get back, we are going to bounce stuff back and forth. So we'll be back.
little bit of old school stuff. I figured you'd have a little bit of fun with it. So, all right, let's get down to the, to the news. All right, this popped up on my Facebook some time back, and I just had to hold on to it. And this is some outlandish shit I have never seen at a con as long as I've been going to conventions. Exotic animals were found and confiscated at the convention Super Mega Fest this past weekend. We're talking alligators, pythons, and tarantulas. This is where you say, oh my. No, there are no bears. There have to be bears. It's it's a requirement. But it still fits the... It kind of rhymes with the pattern, though. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I to, But to be honest, I'm actually not surprised that there were confiscations of exotic animals at a convention. Which I know sounds really weird. But I'm not surprised at all. I mean, how some of these how some of these guys think exotic cosplayers, yes, exotic animals, no. Crap. Well, it also depends, I guess, on the dealers and the entertainment that people bring to a convention. Oh my! Because we do have um, out here in the boonies where I live, we do have a reptile convention. So fandom of a different scale. Huh. Huh. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna quiet down now. <laughs> I, I I need to have the sad trombone on standby for you. I love my puns. That's the point. <laughs> Seems that I'm. Hmm? Go I was gonna say I'm surprised we didn't get a cobra la 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 joke out of you. So, anywho, in Framingham, Massachusetts, officers confiscated several animals from a man who was arrested during a convention, Super Mega Fest, uh, over the past weekend. The man, who was not identified, was charging attendees to take pictures with the python, alligators, and two tarantulas. And he was arrested that Saturday. I guess someone at the con saw that and thought it wasn't safe and called it in. Yeah, I would not. That, that I mean, even though some of those animals are not poisonous, they can still bite and cause a lot of stuff. So I'm sure it was a huge liability for whatever convention it was. Fair, fair enough. According to Lieutenant uh, Officer Patty Grigas, uh, she, she says that the Massachusetts Environmental Police are handling the animal case while the Framingham Police Department arrested this person on an unrelated warrant. Now, that's what you call a two-for-one special. What? I thought that was funny. <sighs> I, I feel like we have different expectations of humor. You think? I think it'd be funnier to have, like, a snake, them trying to arrest a snake, because the snake, they're very clever. But uh, that is not a surprise. I am honestly not surprised that there have been exotic pets, especially the way that they're treating them at a convention like this. Um, unfortunately, there are those assholes out there that will use animals for profit. Yay! Mm. So, sad. Very. But, you know, enough about that. Uh, moving right along. Um, what's going on with Tony Stark? I mean, uh, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, a billionaire, playboy, uh, entrepreneur, uh, mecha, perhaps builder, um, SpaceX 
founder, former Tesla chairman, and otherwise controversial entrepreneur, uh, and also a fire starter. I don't know. Elon Musk has set his sights on bringing Mecca from the world of anime to reality. Musk tweeted on Sunday that it was time to create a Mecca. Get in the Mech, Shinji. Uh, the tweet followed one earlier that day where Musk shared his love of Makoto Shinkai's Your Name and Hidaki's Anno's Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, the billionaire must have had anime on the brain on Sunday, but given his amassed wealth and resources in technology, Musk funding some kind of giant robo doesn't seem so outlandish. This is the same person who wanted to colonize Mars. Uh, Musk could turn to his already existing companies for potential giant robot, since Tesla manufactures solar panels, for instance. And Musk has already gotten his feet wet in the weapons market with my aforementioned flamethrower joke, uh, where they quickly sold out because they he marketed them as something kids love to the tune of 500 US dollars. Uh, there were only 20,000 of them, and they quickly sold out, garnering 4,000 pre-orders in just 24 hours. And like this mecha tweet, the flamethrower idea started out as a lark. He promised to make them if his tunneling company, the Boring Company, ha ha ha, uh, also started as a joke, uh, sold 50,000 hats. Hmm. Musk is a recurring figure in anime, I mean, in the news lately. Uh, he recently had to resign as chairman of Tesla, a company he founded, and pay a fine of $20 million U.S. to the Securities and Exchange Commission for misleading investors after tweeting in August that he may make a company private. He was also facing a lawsuit in California by diver Vern Unsworth, one of the men responsible for saving the Taiyu soccer team from a cave in July after Musk referred to him as a pedo and a child sexual assaultist. Um... So other companies have thrown their hat into the giant mecha ring. Masaki Nagumo and Sakakibara Machinery Works have also created a limited number of man-controlled giant robots. Suidobashi's heavy industry million-dollar Kuradas and Megabots creator Matt Orlin uh, and Gui Kalvankanti uh, sent their biggest rigs into the battle arena just last year for a publicized face-off. I am kind of excited because I love mecha and I love mecha anime. But I'm also mildly terrified. He so wants, we'll see how that develops. He wants to colonize Mars. Because is this how you get Gundam? Because this is how you get Gundam. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like Gundam's starting to happen. But I've been watching Unicorn, uh, the newest one on Netflix lately. And I'm just like, whoa, so much drama. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. But I'm also episode? worried. Are you fanning yourself every minute you're watching it? Like, and clutching your pearls, too. It just reminds me of old school Gundam. Back in the day, and, like, the animation style reminds me of the older style as well. So my fandom is fulfilled uh, in a way that it hasn't been in a while. So I'm very, very pleased. Um, you know me, I'm not a huge fangirl of anything. So when something is exciting to me, it, it has to have gotten to another level of quality. Oh, but, my. Yeah. Oh my! I mean, I mean, just so you know, he did resign as the chairman of Tesla, but he still is the CEO, and he can go up to be voted as chairman in three years. Yeah, that's no, some, like he, he's not that, disappearing. Oh, I don't know. know. I mean, why people? Yeah. I mean, the man just donated like, like, eighty thousand dollars worth of water filtration equipment to Flint, Michigan schools, and donated more equipment to um. 
homes. I mean, we got a fuck ton of billionaires out there. Where the, where the hell are y'all? We finally have a goddamn Tony Stark, or as some people like to say, Lex Luthor. I yeah, he, he, it depends on the day, honestly. Um, there are some characteristics of Elon Musk that I really admire. The fact that he reaches out and does a lot of stuff and a lot of charity work and things like that with his money and helps out places and people in need a lot. Mm-hmm. But there are also things that he does that I'm just kind of like, hmm. Exactly. Make you go. Things that make you go, hmm. Exactly. Now, going from Mecca to Mafia... For those of you who have not re- no, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Venture Ariel just really was just released um two weeks ago. Episode two is out. Episode three should be this Friday. But here's something called the Polpo Test. If you pass it, you become an official member of the Passione Mafia, which is the main plot one of the main plot points in part five. As we go here, Hiroki Araki's JoJo's Bizarre Avenger manga has appeared as testing material more than once. The plot of Stardust Crusaders was the premise of a geography test for Kokushikan University, and the Joestar family also teaches English in an official book series. That's pretty cool. One test that appears in the manga has no academic knowledge requirements at all. It said it's all about endurance. That's the predicament Giorno Giovanna finds himself in when he approaches Polpo. A smartphone app is recreating one of the most difficult entrance exams to ever appear in the manga, the Polpo Test. In the story, the villain Polpo tasks aspiring passione gangster Giorno Giovanna to keep a lighter lit for 24 hours if he wants to join the gang. The app has recreated this test for hopeful JoJo fans who want to join passione. The virtual version is a little bit easier than the test has to pass. Starting October 12th, which was last week, fans can use a QR code to access the test and must keep their smartphone absolutely still for 24 hours to keep the flame lit on the phone's screen. Successful participants will be entered in the lottery to win one of 30 Passione badges. Wow. That could be pretty easy if you just get a very simple smartphone. You run the app and you just and you just sit it on your table, or like a stand or something that is very very stable. I think a lot of it is just gonna be, um, <laughs> uh, if you if you don't let your phone turn off. So yeah, you could. Well, I, I, I feel like there are yep. ways to bypass this, mm-hmm. but I also think that it's probably going to be um, only available in Japan and region-sanctioned phones that are Japanese or able to do apps from that. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, there's other ways to hack your phone and do other stuff with it, so why not? That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, if you are not looking... I'm going to stop the old school 90s baby making music. I I was wondering what that was in the background. But um, I will say this. I'm still mm. shook by it, and black Twitter is still losing its shit over that. So, you know... Over what? That the ending to part five is freaking you by by Jodeci. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm not surprised. 
I kept thinking it was going to be um, Gangsta's Paradise. I mean, there's already fan edits floating around, which I think is pretty cool. But, you know, I was that's probably why they didn't do it. They were trying to do something unpredictable because Jojo. Well, well, one of the members, his nickname is Jojo. And I was just like, oh, you know, (laughs) that's true. Um, if you are not looking to pass the test of a mafia, though, uh, and you are very into digital monsters, um, Digimon Adventure Try, the six-film Blu-ray collection, is getting a release date. So, for those of you who are Digimon fans, Amazon has put up a product page for the Digimon Adventure Try six-film collection, revealing the cover art, the release date, as well as several other details. And if you're interested, the collection of the anime movie series is available for pre-order from the shopping website. You can also take a look at what the slipcase looks like and uh, what the image is um, basically on that uh, advertising page. Um, it's looking really, really cool. Uh, for the uninformed, the collection features the Digimon Adventure Try Reunion, Digimon Adventure Try Determination, and Confession and Loss, as well as Coexistence, Future, and these are directly a sequel of Digimon Adventure and Digimon Adventure 2 television series. You can find Amazon's product details for it um, on the page. As uh, you will be able to tell on the page, the six disc set will be coming out on the 11th of December in North America. So if you're a Digimon fan, you might ask for that for your holiday time or a holiday gift. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, actors Joshua Seth, John Young Bosch, and Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Oh, sh- uh. Shaughnessy. What? Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy. I was like, I'm, I'm, that G-H is actually more of a U sound. Um, and the director, Kitaro Motonaga, is coming back, as well as uh, it's going to be in widescreen and NTSC. Um, the studio that's releasing in Shout Factory, and it's going to have a runtime of 540 minutes. So enjoy all of that binging uh, if you decide to get that disc set. I looked at that, and I saw the price, and that shit took my fucking breath away. Again, I'm, like, I'm not surprised. I'm serious. I'm like, I am seriously considering picking that up. Because, I mean, I've not watched all of the Digimon shows, but Adventure... 0102 kind of holds a special place in my heart, so... Mm-mm. No, I totally understand. It, it, uh, it's one of those series where, even though it came out at a weird time, because it was basically right up against... Like, a lot of Digimon stuff was right up against Pokemon. Um, uh, don't forget uh, Monster Rancher as well. Actually, and Monster yeah. Rancher, and a few other anime that all kind of had a similar feel, a similar storyline... Um, I mean, shonen anime, you know, if it didn't have a young male protagonist fighting for whatever or doing whatever or seeking out an adventure like with sidekicks, then, you know, in the 90s, that was kind of the thing. That was kind of the storyline that was very popular. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see it develop and I'm excited to see that they actually, you know, continued with a development of the characters and things like that. So I'm excited to see how it turns out. Um, I will probably watch it secondhand. Um, as I am kind of a fan, I think I have friends that are bigger fans out mm-hmm. there. So I'm excited to see how they um, react. Definitely. Yeah. 
To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VOGNetwork.com, use the passphrase ZEBRA. The funny thing is, when I look at the recording and I see, um, like, the meter going, and it's like when I'm talking, it doesn't put much of an impact on the record, but when y'all talk, it's just louder on my end, but when I go back and play it back, it's like the voices are equal across, so I'm like... It kind of throws me for a loop, which is why sometimes I find myself talking louder than normal because I keep thinking, oh, it's not picking Yeah, up. you're trying to match everybody's level. Yeah. Could it be your headphone setting, maybe? No, it's. I think it's just the input coming in, but I think it's amped enough as it is because mm. if I turn it up any higher, it'll be some really shitty feedback, and when I play back and edit it, it's going to be a pain on everybody's ears, so it's best that it's not. Fun... Yeah, so, sometimes I think I kind of went into the wrong field, but you know what? It is what it is. Either or, one of them would have been a hobby anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of them's just something that enables you to do your gateway drug of a hobby, mm. whatever that might be. Let, let me tap that vein for for B sharp or C flat. Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, check this out. Uh, Detective Conan creator Gosho Aoyama says that he will take your questions about the black organization. He says that he is slowly revealing more and more information about the organization, the group that is, held, that is suspected to be held responsible for Conan's predicament. The manga's 95th volume will unmask the group's mastermind when it's released on October 18th, which is in two days. In light of these upcoming revelations, he has decided to be a good sport and open the floor to his readers to ask anything about the black organization. You can fill out a simple form, which is a Google Docs form, which is pretty cool, to ask Aoyama any question about the group. There's no limit to the number of questions one person can ask, so feel free to fill out the form multiple times. Questions will be accepted until October 14th. Whoops, that was two days ago. Aoyama's answers will be published in the Detective Conan SDB Super Digest book, Black Plus book, when it's released. Shogun Guggen releases a new Detective Conan book every 10 volumes. The Detective Conan 90 Plus SDB was released in April 2017. Not surprising given that this is like a pretty long running manga. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the longer-running ones. Besides those that are being produced nowadays, it's one of the older ones that's been continually going on and pretty consistent as far as, like, quality and content and things like that, so. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, well, uh, going from Conan to another favorite uh, shonen anime... My Hero Academia is getting two heroes and theatrical run uh, with uh, 5.7 million, and it ranked 10 among domestic anime films. So That's really cool. For those, yeah, I, I was excited. I had a lot of friends who went and saw it in theaters who um, were really excited to go see it. I'm waiting for it to come out, either uh, Netflix or Crunchyroll or whatever, to watch it. Um, because I like to watch a lot of movies in the comfort of my own home. So if I want to yell at the screen or cry, I can do so. Um, <laughs> so it ranked 10 among domestic anime films, and it also screened in Canada as well. Uh, it was uh, 
announced by Funimation on Friday that the anime film earned $5,768,366 U.S. dollars throughout the United States and Canada during its theatrical run. God making damn, it the, a lot of money. Yeah, it money. It green, y'all. Uh, number 10 highest grossing anim- domestic anime film of all time. So, the film did unseat Hayao Miyazaki's The Wind Rises for the ranking since that only earned only earned five million two hundred nine thousand five hundred and eighty in four hundred ninety six theaters, while My Hero Academia screened in five hundred and fifty six. Uh, Funimation screened the film in the United States um, and Canada on s- September for four dates and uh, October second. The screenings on September twenty fifth, twenty seventh, and twenty ninth were English dub, while the screenings on the other dates were Japanese with English subtitles. Due to the success of the box office, Funimation added more screenings to the film in the United States for earlier this month, and it seemed to end on the 11th. So Funimation and Toho hosted a world premiere of the film in English uh, with English subtitles at Anime Expo on July 5th, and it opened to Japan on August, earning uh, 500,000, so five hundred million three hundred twenty thousand yen, about four point four nine million U.S. Um, in its first three days to rank number four on its opening weekend, and the movie has since earned more than one point five billion yen, or about thirteen point uh, five million at the Japanese box office in U.S. money. Uh, English dub version of the film had a red carpet premiere at Regal Cinema in L.A. live in Los Angeles on the thirteenth of September. And for the description of the film, to get you guys passionate or excited if you haven't seen it yet, the climactic finals are over, and UA is getting ready for the summer training camp. Deku and All Might receive an invitation from a certain person ooh, to go overseas to a giant artificial moving city called Eye Island. This island, a kind of science Hollywood that gathers the knowledge of scientists from all around the world, is holding an exhibit called Eye Expo, showcasing the results of quirk and hero item research. In the midst of all of this, Deku meets a quirkless girl named Melissa and remembers his own quirkless past. Out of the blue, the impregnable security system the island boasts is hacked by villains, and all the people on the island are taken as hostages. Now a plan that could shake hero society has been put into motion. The man who holds the key and to it all is the number one hero and symbol of peace, All Might. Uh, original manga creator Kohei Horoshi uh, is credited with the original work, character design, and as chief supervisor. Returning staff members included director Kenji Nagasaki at Bones, which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. animation studios, scriptwriter Yosuke Kuroda, character designer Yoshihiko Umakoshi, and composer Yuki Hayashi. Toho distributed the film in Japan. Masaki Suda performed the film's theme song Long Hope Filia, and Amazarashi's Oh, Hiromo Akira wrote and composed the piece. Hirokoshi drew the All Might Rising one-shot manga for volume origin books that were given out at the first million theater goers in Japan, and Viz Media released a 10-page manga for free in English on its website. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Um, I am hoping to get to see it soon. Uh, for those of you who got to see it already, no spoilers! No, I'm just kidding. I don't, if you're going to spoil a film for me, it's whatever, but... Um, don't spoil it for others, okay? 
it, I'm one of those where it doesn't matter because I'm going to see it re regardless, so, you know. Yeah, honestly, when it comes to spoilers and things like that, I have a lot of friends, and even my husband gets really um, upset about when people spoil things for them, but because of the internet being so... Um, because it, it's just such a, a huge thing, you're going to see something that you might not want to see on the internet no matter what you do. Um, I just, I've grown up to the point of like, if you're going to ruin it for me, then I wasn't really interested in seeing it anyway. And I think I've talked about that before on, on the podcast. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited for it anyway, though. I'm excited to see more of My Hero Academia. I've, I've enjoyed the series so far and I am excited to see where it goes. So I hope you guys are too. Definitely. I'm, when I get around, I'm going to be picking up the box sets and the movie when it comes out. So have you decided on who you're going to cosplay from that if you decide to? I really, 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 really want to. Uh, for those of you in chat, if you kind of know me from hearing my voice quite a bit, I am myself on here. Um, I, uh, You can definitely vote on one or one you think will work for me. I, I'm having a hard time because in the first set of the season, I really loved... Uh, Uraka, uh, but then I loved. Hmm? Ochako, yeah, Ochako Uraka, yeah. Yeah, um, but then I really loved Suyu because of the way like she has feels, like she's like the quiet kid that I was as a child, and I just related to her so much when she like cried over the fact that she was like, "Please don't go out there, y'all won't be safe." And then they did, and she was like, "I'm so angry at you, but all I can do is cry because that's kind of how I am." <laughs> And then after the um, the trials, I really, really liked the, uh, oh gosh, I love Mina because she's mm -hmm. just alien queen. But then I also loved the, I it always, I feel really stupid, but I always forget her name. But she has pink hair and she's the technology whiz, the one Mei who basically Hat used. Mei Hatsume. May, May. I always want to call her Mina too, but I'm like, no, that's wrong. And then I think of May, but then I think of, may from overwatch and i'm like no that can't be right but yes yeah, so may um i really love may um if i were to do a villain though i'd probably do the little blood vampire letter because she's just oh, super cute oh um 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 fuck i know right yes. there's just so many names that it's just like no because i was actually gonna do a photo shoot with a cosplayer who did that she did a goth version and i thought it was fucking oh, incredible that's so cute I'm... no that's perfect that's a perfect fit yes. um but yeah she's such a cute little character um she's such a little evil blood-sucking bean um and you just want to give her a hug but far far away um yeah so i i don't know those are the characters i've been thinking about obviously that's like half of the girls in the series who would you or, cosplay if you did a My Hero Academia costume? I already know, but I'm going to tell you something. I just Googled My Hero Academia villain girl, Himiko Toga. That's the girl. Oh, that's right. Himiko Toga. That's the name that always comes up for me in my head. And I always I mean, like I always second guess myself whenever I have character names in my brain. So if I don't feel super confident about it, I'm never, I'm going to say, I just don't remember it. I can, um, I can see you cosplaying her. I can also see you doing Ochako and Momo. Because you do have that leadership role. You do, your mind does spin when shit hits the fan. Like, all right, this is what the fuck we got to do, you know? Yeah, I just, I, I, you know, what's really funny is that, like, I've never wanted to be a leader. Anytime I've had to be a leader, it's been kind of, like, thrust upon me. Mm -hmm. um, like the All Might. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's it, the one for all. Um, it, it's one of those things where it's just kind of, like, under pressure, I react well. Yeah. 
I wish that my lipids could be turned into useful things, though. I feel like we all do. Because um, I would love to have more cake. Anyway, yeah. yeah. See, there's, I, 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 I wanted to cosplay Ida-kun, but I don't... I just kind of felt default to it because of the glasses. I mean, there's only one character with glasses I normally cosplay, and that's Kyosuke Kagami from Rival Schools, because that's my favorite character. Yeah. Ida, I was like, I was just humming back and forth, but I did decide on who I would love to cosplay, and I would like to pull it off sometime in 2019. Mm. Gr- Gran Torino. Gran Torino would be amazing. I don't think yeah. I've seen one yet. Oh, um, oh Uncle, Gran Torino. Um, Uncle Iroh did uh, Gran Torino. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Yes. Um, I, if you didn't do, like, uh, Gran Torino and you didn't do Ida, I could probably see you either doing... I mean, you've got enough fire in you to do Bakugo. No, I'm not that. I'm not that But you're not that, like, aggressive. So I would yeah. say probably more like... Um, I don't know. You could probably do one of the teachers. Yes. Um, yeah. There, you could I, I can see Caterpillar someone. Sensei. That's what I call him. Oh, you mean their homeroom teacher? Sensei. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Uh, but yeah. Aizawa. Show it to Aizawa. Aizawa. Yeah. Yes. I just Erase love how he's head. so sleepy. Yes. I can see that. I I. I, I, I Eraserhead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, and this last story before we go over to Strange News from Japan. So I'm sad that Mako-chan isn't here for this one because she would have loved to do this story. Um, Eevee's invasion continues into the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp game because you know how much she loves her Eevee. It seems that um, Eevee has spread to the world of Animal Crossing. Starting October 12th, which was a few days ago, EV-themed items will appear in the game Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. It's a mobile game for iOS and Android. The official Japanese, UK, and America Twitter accounts for the game announced or hinted at EV's upcoming appearance. Players can search for Pokeballs throughout hidden at the campsites and in the Shovel Strike Quarry. Players with enough Pokeballs can use the crafting panel to create new EV-themed items. Nintendo has not revealed what the items look like or how long the event will last. I actually enjoyed it, but I stopped playing Animal Crossing because every time I would go to one person's camp to another, I had to deal with a load screen. I'm just like, this is just too slow for me personally. Yeah, I don't know. Like any, (laughs) I know it really sounds really uh, fickle, but like when it comes to, uh, cell phone games or anything like that. I get really bored of them, um, especially if they're eating data and they're basically eating up your battery the whole time super, super fast. And I understand that a lot of that is the loading screens and the animation and the graphics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I get bored. Um, I've played a lot of the bigger games. I played Sailor Moon Drop. I played the camp app of Animal Crossing. Um, I, I did love Nikki for a little while, but I find that I get turned off by a lot of the ones that after a certain point, it's basically pay to play. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the apps that are coming out free and things like that, I, I would rather be told up front, yeah, hey, you're going to pay 1099, but you're going to be able to do a lot more in the app 
than if you have to pay $2 here or $3 there or $1.50 here. Um, because to me, at that point, you've basically skewed the game against the player. Um, you've basically skewed it for folks who can afford to do that. And to me, that's not a fair playing field um, because any bonuses, any like rollouts or explosions or surprises or whatever are obviously going to be skewed to the person who can get more whatever it is, more mining, more blah, 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 and they have more time for that. Um, yeah, it it's one of those things where I just, I, I played Animal Crossing for a little while, the camp version, it was cute. I really enjoyed it. I earned a lot of clothing and things like that. But then I just got bored of it because it was one of those things where if you weren't playing it every day or if you weren't playing it every other week or whatever, it just kind of sat on your phone. Mm. I mean, it... They do save all your data, so inherently I could just download it again and go back in and, and everything would be cool. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I've never been a huge world-building kind of player. I just like to, like, play a game and enjoy it and let it be done. But I know a lot of that is because my personal gratification comes from things in the physical realm and not so much the digital realm. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, my thing is, I, I don't I don't mind it. I mean, if, it, if the load times aren't that bad i'll play it but if it's like i i just i'll just i'll just delete the app and go about my day i'll sit there and play sailor moon drops all the time the only thing that pisses me off is that it's one of those games where it needs a constant internet connection because if it's not connected it won't load the next stage i'm just like come on yeah that's another thing to me that i really get annoyed with with a lot of the apps and stuff is that you either have to be constantly connected to the internet or it's just going to sap up a lot of your data because it's going to be uploading and updating and all this other stuff. That's the biggest thing that really annoys me is when my phone, like I'll turn on my phone and it takes it like five minutes just to catch up with all the updates and things like that. Even if I've turned off auto update and just do the things that need immediate care, it's like, okay, I hear you dinging. Like you don't need to be dinging. <laughs> Stop judging me phone. Um, but yeah, so it's basically just updates and stuff like that. It's just a lot of, I don't know, it's just ways for things to eat up data and stuff like that when it really doesn't need to. And it's, I understand that there are some instances where you have to update for the quality of the app or whatever to stay up or bugs or whatever fixes and things like that. Mm -hmm. But but other than that, I, I'm like, I don't want to have to download a whole nother like DLC just to play the main game. Well, I wouldn't worry about that. So, but yeah. You know, yeah. Anywho, now that we've gotten through all the news for today, it's time to come to the fun part of the show. Strange news from Japan. Alright, let's see what's up tonight. Alright. I will take the first one. Alrighty. Niigata school superintendent resigns over improper use of the Japanese word for you. Scandalous. I just keep hearing, I just keep thinking of you from Love Life Sunshine. I'm just like, no child, no. I mean, some fandoms. I know. The linguistic error was seen as an insensitive in the light of a horrific situation. Now, if you're a foreigner learning Japanese, you can expect some leeway when speaking the language. You know, it's a given. But if you're the superintendent of Shibata City Schools in Niigata Prefecture, then your Japanese has to be impeccable. Unfortunately, it wasn't like that for Ryochi Yamada. 
As the superintendent, he was sent to visit the family of a 13-year-old student who had killed himself June of last year due to relentless bullying. What should have been a heart-wrenching meeting with plans to make changes for the future instead instead up boiling down to one's poor choice of words on behalf of the superintendent. At some point during the conversation with the boy's father, the superintendent asked, Omae mo holoshikai ni kuruka? Now, the literal translation of that phrase is, Are you going to come to PTA meetings too? Now, in Japan, PTA meetings meetings have something closer to parents meeting and discussing policies with school staff, as opposed to get-togethers here. But a more faithful translation would be something along the lines of, so what do you think about coming to some PTA meetings, you old rascal? That's the difference between formal language and non-formal language, for those of you who do not know Japanese. I... For those who don't know, Japanese has several different several different words for you. And if you've watched enough subtitled anime, you, you would know this. Depending on... And it comes off based on who you're speaking to. There's the neutral Anada, the diminutive, the diminutive Kimi, the insulting Kisama, and more. You can also just use the person's name or not use any pronoun at all, since it usually is obviously when you're star staring straight at someone that you mean you. Omae... The pronoun for the superintendent used is a bit sharp for the word you. It's used for men roughing around with each other when you're yelling at a thief or other less than savory situations. Or if uh, you've been watching, if you watch Fist of the North Star, it's Omari wa mo which means you are already dead. This guy. The reason that the superintendent used Omai with the father because he used to be the father's teacher when he was in elementary school. You can kind of see where he's coming from, perhaps thinking that using the more informal word will bring them closer together, or it could have also been a slip of the mind. Yikes. And it did make the news there in Japan, so that's not good. Doesn't matter how you spin it. The father was not happy at the, cho at the choice of words given. The father said, I couldn't believe he said it at the time. It felt like he was making light of the suicide. The superintendent later apologized for his inappropriate utterance, but it was too late. He submitted his resignation a few days later and will be stepping down from his position next week. The father of the boy has said even if the superintendent changes, he still wants to work towards actually taking steps towards eliminating school bullying. As per Japanese Twitter, reactions were like, what is wrong with his head? How does someone like him become a superintendent? Even if he was his old teacher, it doesn't matter. You should never use omai with someone you're apologizing to. I've never respected anyone who uses omai to refer to other people. At the end of the day, words matter. Whether it's the pronoun that you use to refer to someone, or whether you're telling them you love them or love them. But what matters even more are actions, and let's hope that this is the start of something changing for the better in this school system. Wow. Yeah, that that's a that's an unfortunate situation. Um, 
Yeah, it, it could. It's such. It sounds and looks like such a mixture of things that could have caused him to do that. But ugh, that's really intense. On a lighter note, um, there is another Japanese father who shared an ingenious trick to keep kids or yourself from getting bored on the train. So I'm going to move on to that. Go for it. As usual, ice cream is the answer, unless you're lactose intolerant like me. Then coconut ice cream or sorbet. Sorbet. Um, to our problems. So here's kind of an odd aspect in traveling in Japan. The Shinkansen bullet trains, as you'd guess from their name, are incredibly fast, able to run at speeds of 300 kilometers or 186 miles per hour. Sorry, when it said running, uh, ran, run at speeds, I was imagining a train with feet. Um, <laughs> and yet you're likely to find yourself with time to kill while riding them. Because they're so fast, the Shinkansen trains are used for long-haul traveling. Now, if you're a mature adult, quietly sipping your special Shinkansen beer as you gaze out contemplatively at the views of Japan streaming past the window, that downtime is a nice moment to pause, meditate, and reflect between the destinations on your Japanese journey. But for young kids, after the initial excitement of, we're on a train that goes really fast, wears off. Time on the Shinkansen can be boring. But since Japan always values good manners, you won't want your antsy kids to get rowdy or noisy or disturb other passengers. So how can you keep them occupied? Simple, says a Japanese dad and Twitter user. 1042 limit. Just buy them some special ice cream they sell on board the bullet train. Granted, we're always happy to accept ice cream as a possible solution to a problem, as well as our personal lord and savior, but how much good behavior time is this really going to buy you? Kids can inhale desserts in seconds, and once they're done, they'll be back to being bored, plus have all the extra energy provided by sugar of their sweet treat, right? But that's why it's important to buy them ice cream on board the train, and specifically to buy the Japanese brand called Sujata which is a mainstay in food cart attendance, push-ups, and down the aisles of the Shinkansen, since fans say Sujata's rich, creamy flavor is similar to that of Haagen-Dazs, but that's not the taste that makes it a lifesaver for parents, but the hardness. Um, apparently, Sujata has an extremely small amount of air within its cream, making it a super dense ice cream. But since kids can't resist desserts that are right in front of them, when you hand your kid a cup of shajata, you're not giving them a snack, but an attention-consuming activity as well. Basically, since it's so dense, the kids are going to spend, you know, 30 or so minutes quietly and contentedly scraping away at it, trying to get the ice cream, instead of being fussy and out of their seat, vocally complaining. It's like a treasure from the gods at 1042 limit reverently said. Sujata is so hard that if you as an adult are in a hurry to eat it, some experienced Shikansen passengers recommended also buying a hot coffee and placing the beverage's cup on top of the ice cream to soften its top layer. Other Twitter users chimed in with their own tales of the brand. I started eating some Sujata when my Shinkansen left Odawara Station and it took me until we were in Nagoya, about one hour and ten minutes away to finish it. I used to be a food vendor on the Shinkansen, and sometimes we'd get complaints from customers saying, this ice cream is too hard. <laughs> 
I always buy a cup at the same time as I buy a bento box lunch, thinking that by the time I'm ready for the dessert, it'll be really soft. But it never is. I'd recommend pouring a little whiskey to soften it up. Tastes great, too. One has not literally had henny cream. Henny cream. That sounds delicious. I was just talking to my husband yesterday about how I really want a milkshake that I can have. Because, unfortunately, lactose intolerant, you have to get special ice cream and all this other stuff. But I really, really want a milkshake. Um, Well, you you cannot have a milkshake. Why not? It's so delicious. I just want some ice cream when it's cold outside because I'm weird. Um, (laughs) If you you get a milkshake, it's going to bring all the boys to the yard. But it's better than theirs, so I don't have anything to worry about. Um, shade. Now it's empty. Yeet. Um, so while Sajana is exclusively sold on the Shinkansen, it's heavily associated with high-speed trains. And waiting until you're on board to purchase it for um, yourself or your kids, it ensures that it'll be firm enough, firm enough to keep you from feeling like there's nothing to do. And for about $2.60 US or 290 yen, it's not the absolute cheapest ice cream around, but it's still a bargain for the delicious way to keep your trip in Japan happy and stress-free and full of ice creamy goodness. Yay! Yay, ice cream! I think you can go with sorbet. I know. I'd probably go with sorbet. Or a parfait. Well, there, the are, there, there, well there are some lactose-free ice creams from Ben & Jerry, so at least that's... Ugh. I don't know, lactose-free milk or lactose-free stuff, it always tastes, like, metallic to me. I don't know if anybody in the chat has the same problem, but, like, the lactate milk or whatever, Mm -hmm. it always tastes like pennies. So I just drink coconut or I drink coconut almond milk. That's what I find is mostly delicious. Gotcha. Now, here's something. I know you can take a a calculator and do programming on it, but using it to play music, that's something new. It reminds me of when people were using uh, uh, Game Boys and stuff to make music. Yeah, but no, but chiptune artists still use Game Boys to make music. But yeah, a so calcul- a calculator's not too far off. But a calculator has no sound, or does it? There are some weird instruments out there, such as the ultimatone, a funny instrument that looks like a singing musical note cartoon when it's being played, or on the opposite side of things, the waterphone which is what we have to think of all the creepy noises and music and horror films. Some musicians even make music out of unexpected objects, such as open tape reels. That's interesting. But would you ever thought about a basic calculator that could do that? Uh, Twitter user Atarime, at Atarime underscore 400, played a minute and a half cut of Kenshi Yonezu's hit song, Lemon, on three calculators as easily as if they were playing on piano. Wow. I'm excited to hear what it sounds like. I'll have to go looking for that a little bit later. But to me, it has the same principles as the way that people were developing Nintendo music. Well, I'm actually going... Let's see. Hold on. Let's hear how this sounds. If I can get it. Wow. Yeah, see, it actually is really, really nice. 
these calculators actually have sound. I mean, wow. I feel like it's just the electronic, like the the synapses and the impulses just expressed in a different way. Now, here's from the actual video. If I can get it to play. If YouTube will work for you? It's working. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, now, I'm just surprised that was a that was a melodic a melodic uh calculator. But but now when I think about it, when I was a kid, I actually had one a calculator that made sounds. I was like, okay, that's really neat though. Yeah. I'm excited to see where they go with it. The calculators look like ordinary single-function calculators, but given that most noise that many desk calculators make is a click-clacking of the keys, it's a bit surprising to hear them make such melodic tunes. The notes are spot-on, as we just heard. It's no surprise that Atarme was able to play music so flawlessly on a calculator. The netizen is also a pianist and also posts videos of his renditions of popular J-pop anime and video game music. There's no doubt that this netizen is a talented musician, Although it's perhaps thanks to the above calculator rendition of Lemon that they were able to get over, they hit their 134,000 followers. Wow. They've got one or two other videos of calculator music, but none so often retweeted as Lemon, so maybe they'll be releasing more in the future. We think that they should do collaboration with some of the other calculator players in the Japanese netsphere. It would be awesome to see and hear a calculator orchestra. Jam Project Calculator World Tour 2019. Wow. That sounds fun. I know, I know. All right, all right, all right. Now we're going to go to the part of the show. We're going to wrap things up and get the heck up on out of here. We did catch up for some lost time, but not enough. But we got time to kind of slack off just a scooch. So, you know, delinquents here yep. on the podcast. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. So um, we'll be back.
there goes the bell. It was a great show. It was kind of fun just having the two of us doing the show. Would you agree, Ichigo? I guess. Mm. <laughs> no, it was super fun. I definitely enjoyed Um, I mean, it was a little quieter. I know Manko and Ari were having some issues tonight. Um, Manko not feeling well and Ari um, dealing with work stuff. So I hope that they both recover well. And, um, in but, other words, yeah. in other words, sleep took two of our good took two people away from us tonight. So. Damn you, sleep! Sleep is for the weak, so take that any way you want. That's when I'm dead. <laughs> oh God, don't say that. Uh, I mean, um, I'll sleep when the sun comes up because yeah. I'm a vampire. I mean, but uh, yeah. But do you sparkle though? I might oh, sparkle God. a little. Well, if you like the show, tell a friend, the internal tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, so we do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up, because we're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where we post everything from our not just our podcast, video um Convention reviews, anime reviews, our con photos, our con videos, editorials, cosplay tips and tutorials, and cosplayer interviews. All that and a whole lot more over at AnimeJamSession.com. But don't forget, you can find our show on various sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. So definitely check us out there. There's one way we can get to you. And some of these sites... you. You, you can leave reviews, so we want to know what you think of the show. So drop us a line, drop us a review. It could be a five-star, whatever you feel. We want to know what's up. We always want to try to make the show better. Don't forget to find us on social media, Anime Jam Session at YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to everybody that follows us on our social sites, thank you so much. We could not do this show without you. So we're going to go back and forth. Uh, last words, Ichigo. Well, I am going to get ready to do some work today. My work day is starting. So good morning to all of you and um, hope to see you around. I am going to finish watching NCIS and have a snack and laugh in the fact that I may have gotten kicked out of a Facebook group for a comment that was well-deserved. So that is it. End of list. Um, is that it? Um, alright. Don't forget to find us on the Vogue Network twice a week, live um, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Uncle Presentations, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. So, that's it. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Michigo Gami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Jamatane. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Good night, Mako. Good night, Ari. Good night, Ichigo. Oh, God. I can't believe you just did that. Okay. Good night, y'all. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. 
The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!